Thanks for tuning in to Big Money in the 805. I'm Michael Anderson. Today we have Brad Williams. He's a chief economist and with a specialty in state and local government budget issues. We'll be talking about the report Capital Matrix Consulting just completed regarding oil and gas to the industry here in Ventura County. We've got a great show for you. And as always, we hope to make the next 30 minutes a very good investment of your time. Today's show is brought to you by GEICO Local Office, car and homeowner's insurance for the 805. You could save up to 15%. Call Greg Mock of GEICO Local Office, 805-487-7847. It's time for Big Money in the 805 with your host, Michael Anderson, bringing you a feature interview, a local nonprofit spotlight, and some financial wisdom. Get local and relevant information for the 805. For show notes and more information, go to maranatha.com. And now here's your host, Michael Anderson. Well, we'll jump right into the feature interview today. But before we do that, I just want to mention a few things about the show. We have three guests today that I think are fantastic. Of course, the feature interview about oil and gas with Brad Williams. It's wonderful to have him in the studio. But we also have a few other things we're going to be talking about. One of them is this idea of marriage well. And so they're going to be coming on after the feature interview talking about optimizing your marriage and how to kind of keep that forward. There's a new group in Ventura doing some great events and helping with that. Great to have them on the program. The summer enrichment program for summer school and summer kids to have them involved. That's going to be on as well. And of course, with Tim Gallagher with What's in the News. So really excited about the show today while having our guests here. Let's jump right into our feature interview. We have Brad Williams. He's a partner and chief economist with Capital Matrix Consulting. Uh, Mr. Williams served 32 years in various analytical and leadership positions in California state government. And these include over a decade as chief economist for the nonpartisan legislative analyst's office. He was most considered by many uh, as one of the state's top experts in the tax system and also the California economy and government revenues. Mr. Williams, at one point recognized by the Wall Street Journal as the most accurate forecaster of California economy. Brad, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here today. Thank you much for having me. Let's jump into it this way. Um, You spent 32 years California state government. Tell us about the positions that you had and then how did you make the move to being chief economist now with a consulting firm? Well, uh, I think you mentioned the 10 years plus in the legislative analyst's office. I actually started there. I moved uh, over to the California State Treasurer's office and was the director of economic and fiscal forecasting, then the executive director of an agency called the California Commission on State Finance that was created after the uh, Proposition 13 happened and there were huge state surpluses and concern about the administration's revenue forecasting. So we were uh, created as sort of a check on that. So I spent a good part of my career in that role, started the legislative analyst, spent about 15 years in that role, then came back to the Legislative Analyst's Office in 1995 and worked there for about 12 years as chief economist and then at the end of my career as director of budget overview and fiscal forecasting for the Legislative Analyst's Office. Uh, I also spent some time, we say, in the building, in in the (laughs) Capitol, working for the the majority party, the Democratic Party, in the Assembly Appropriations Committee, where we looked at a variety of different measures. Any non-budget measure that came through the committee, you know, we had to do fiscal estimates uh, for, for those those measures and also helped out on uh, some of the budget negotiations, providing information to the leaders for budget negotiations. So uh, the reason I uh, left, uh, well, I, I had I'd thought about consulting for many, many years. 
and I had said uh, that I had one more act left. And, right. uh, you know, the opportunity just came when a colleague of mine, uh, who actually was the director of the Department of Finance under Governor Schwarzenegger, he retired, started a consulting firm. Uh, he sought uh, a couple of folks, myself and, and another, another person, and we formed this three-person consulting organization. And uh, Let's talk about that. I want to ask right. you about that. So Capital Matrix Consulting, what type of work do you guys do? Who have you worked for? What's a typical client? Give us a... We've worked for a variety of clients. Uh, we've worked for governmental entities. We've worked for the Board of Equalization. We've worked for the California Association of Assessors, sort of looking at fiscal kinds of questions they may have. In the case of the assessors, this is a project we just completed. There's been proposals on the ballot for a so-called split-roll property tax, and they wanted to look at how much would this cost to administer. So that's, that's one example of that kind of work. But most of our work is uh, dealing with either proponents or opponents of initiatives uh, that are before the ballot, or entities that are affected by state laws. This could be oil industry. We work for the beverage industry. We've worked for uh, the California you know, Real Estate Association. Many, many different entities that are, are looking. And what they look to us for is if they're proponents, they may have an idea. They may say, you know, we want to raise a tax to support this kind of program. And they would come to us and say, well, you know, how what warranted. sort of change? Yeah, yeah, or, or you know, how much would you have to raise the rate to raise this amount mm -hmm. of income? That sort of thing. On the other side, the question may be: Well, if you know another initiative comes along that raises a tax on a particular industry or something, what is the impact? What are the impacts on, on the industry? So it's mostly sort of economic impacts, fiscal impacts of measures that are on on ballots at the state level or the local level. Or sometimes even, uh, what are the impacts of regulations that are being considered? So it's it's a wide variety of clients. We've worked as far as uh, we worked in Indonesia as a subcontractor in a USAID project where uh, the parliament over there was considering developing a, a budget office, much like the say the California Legislative Analyst Office, or at the federal level the Congressional Budget Office. And so we were sort of brought in to talk about what are, you know, what are the functions, what are the needs, that kind of thing. So a variety of work that's been very, very interesting. That's great. That's yeah. great. Well, it's a, it's a pleasure to have you here in studio today. And uh, we want to talk today about oil and gas in Ventura County. And that's a big economy. You just finished a report on right. that. And I want to dive into some of the details of that report. And the, the one thing to mention about your background uh, with you know, in, in the California state government, and then also as a chief economist, is that we're going to be talking about money. So it's not about the uh, political side of gas, or whichever side people right. may be on that. But we want to talk about there is an impact financially. And what does that impact look like? Let's dive into some of the numbers. So, so today we'll start with that. Let's first talk about the employment and wages. Uh, how many people are working in this industry? What type of wages are they making? Give us a relative uh, picture. Well, there are about 900 people working in the industry right now. This is a lot less than we're working in the industry in 2012, 2013, also less than we expect to be working in the industry over the next five to 10 years. We were commissioned to look at this impact 
in late 2017, when the industry is sort of at an ebb, you know, because of the uh, big declines in oil prices that occurred after 2013, those oil prices have come back to crude oil prices, and that opens up opportunities for companies to start investing again. And we would expect the, the number of jobs to increase significantly over time. Those jobs are one thing. There's a couple of uh, things about those jobs that I think are, are a lot of interest. One is they are very high paying. And kind of go back and you look at the, you know, I say 900, that may not sound like a huge share of the Ventura economy. And in pure numbers, it's not a huge share. But if you start whittling it down and you say, okay, what share is that 900 of full-time jobs with benefits, it becomes more significant. Right. And then if you say, well, what share of the economy is, is oil and gas industry when you look at full-time jobs with benefits for somebody that doesn't have a college degree, that maybe has a high school degree, a diploma? It becomes a much, much more significant share. And part of that is because of what's been going on in the rest of the economy, the, you know, a lot of jobs being sent offshore and that sort of thing. That doesn't happen in the oil and gas industry because the, the, the oil's here. The work's here. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, a, a diversity of jobs high-paying jobs. If you work for a major oil producer, according to public data, the average uh, pay is $115,000 excluding benefits. If you look at the subcontractors and, and other entities that provide uh, support services in the field, the overall average comes down to about 100000 But that's still, for a whole industry, is, is extraordinary. And, and I think there, another aspect of this is there are other industries that pay a lot, but they tend to be dominated by folks with advanced degrees, this sort of thing. This industry achieves that very high pay rate with, again, this tremendous variety of jobs. About three quarters of the jobs in the industry are less than, require less than a bachelor's degree. And roughly half or so are, are folks that have uh, diplomas. And they don't make the 115 average, but they, they make a lot more than the average for the county, you know, $70,000, $80,000 a year for a job okay. that you can get with a basically no college experience. Yeah. So, yeah. so, they're, so, so they're, these are good paying jobs. Right. There's 900 of them. As oil prices have went down, those that deflated a little. That's why it's price. 900 and not 1,500 yeah. or 2,000. And I think as we, as we look ahead, I guess there are a couple other things I'd like to mention. One is I'm just talking about the jobs in the industry. One thing about the industry is that it's, it's an industry that spends a lot of money in to, to maintain oil production. Those, those wells services. don't just, so a lot of support services, the folks th that work for the oil companies with their you know very healthy wages spend a lot of money in the community. And so there's a big multiplier effects in the, in the industry. And we estimated that those 900 jobs create indirectly another 1,200 jo jobs you know, throughout the community. So it's, it's more like 2,100 when you kind of look at the overall impact on the community. You know, looking back, that number was over 3,000 in 2013. We expect it to be over 2,000 again by 19, or 2023, 24, that sort of thing. Let's talk about this. There was an interesting uh, statistic, and it talked about the property, the tax base, right. you know, that, that for property taxes that is being paid. Right. And I, 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 it was interesting to see who's on there. Can you highlight kind of how that looks and what that looks like? Yeah, I, I think that we put that in there in the context of, of another type of contribution 
contribution that the uh, oil and gas industry makes, the oil and gas production industry makes to, to the county. And that is, it generates directly and indirectly, we think about $56 million worth of state and local taxes. One of the reasons, that's a significant amount of money, right, you know, right. support schools, police, <laughs> fire. And it's very important in the communities that where cities Right now, economic times are, are pretty good, but they face a lot of pressures on their budgets because of rising pension costs. Uh, very important. A lot of cities throughout the community, the, the county, are members of CalPERS, and they have scheduled in big uh, employer contribution increases. It's important when you look exactly. at kind of the pressures that they're feeling. Counties feels pressure like most counties because a lot of responsibilities have been shifted to them from the state. There's a concern that the uh, the responsibilities, the cost of the responsibilities are going to grow and be more than the amount of revenues that were shifted to them. So uh, uh, revenues are, are, are very important, I think, the, the revenue generated by the, by the uh, industry. And going to your uh, question, if you look through the list of the top taxpayers in the community, from memory here, I think one of the top was uh, Amgen, a yeah. major company. Uh, uh, manufacturer. Uh, Amgen, SoCal and Edison, Southern California Era Edison, Energy, then, Era California Resources Corporation. Yes. Right. So two of the top four taxpayers, yeah. two of the top four property taxpayers in the county are in the oil and gas industry. And, you know, you're probably not surprised, but oil and gas reserves are subject to the property tax. And the uh, right now, with when prices have declined, the revenue generation also fell quite a bit. We expect, as prices are increasing, that the revenue generation from these uh, two uh, companies, which comprise about 86% of the total production in the county, is going to grow again, going to grow. Major contributors yeah, to the property tax definitely. base. Well, um, another thing that to, to jump on as far as uh, when we dive into this, the econ and we, so we're building to this, the economic output Right. Talk to us about overall what that means for the county having this industry here. Well, I think, you know, in 2018, the total uh, economic output directly and indirectly related to the industry was about three quarters of a billion dollars. That, again, was in a time when oil prices are down. The output is really the it represents the oil production that is, you know, extracted from the ground and sent to refineries. It's the value of, of that oil. But equally important, it's the value of the output of all the industries that serve the oil and gas industry, all of their suppliers, all of their subcontractors, all of the industries that supply goods and services to the workers that, you know, their households have that income and they spend it on a variety there's, there's of services. A cycle there. So that's, rep that, that's three quarters of a billion dollars is, represents basically the total value of the output uh, of, of the industry, taking into account both the direct and the multiplier effects. Talk to me about this. They had, at one point, they were talking about a ban on production. I know other counties have looked at doing different things. What would that mean? What does that look like? What are they actually saying? Well, there's no specific initiative on a ballot here, so uh, it could take a variety of forms. Uh, where we've seen initiatives in proposed initiative in San Luis Obispo and uh, one that was actually passed in Monterey, though struck down, pretty much struck down in the courts, they are advertised as a, a ban on fracking, but there's very little fracking that actually goes on in any of the communities up and down the coast. 
the main provisions are a restriction on extending oil production. They basically say if you have oil in place, you can keep producing, but you can't do anything to extend it. That is death to the industry because the natural tendency of, of an oil well is production is to fall. If you don't reverse that with new replacement wells, even in an existing field, or other investments in the field, like in water flooding or steam flooding, things that uh, increase the flow of oil. If you're not able to do that, the oil just uh, decline. The, the oil production from wells, from fields, and you know, from the whole county, would decline. And in a few years, you know, companies would have to then make decisions about, well, how long do we want to keep doing this? if we can't extend the fields and, and that sort of thing. So there's different ways of accomplishing the end, but I think clearly the intent is to phase out production altogether. Interesting. Well, that would be a big impact financially in a large way because of all of the money right. that it is generating here. So it's yeah. it's good to be aware of that. Before we close, is there anything else you'd like to add relative to what you found in your report and what you've put together? Well, I think I, I think I would just reiterate. You know, the the industry has been in Ventura for over a hundred years. Has been producing, I think, sort of in the background. Not, uh, but it has been a, sort of a constant source of economic activity, of revenue generation in the county for many many years. Right now, again, sort of a low point. We expect it to uh, pick up in the future. And if I could just add one last point Please. about the the, yeah. uh, the the wages, because I talked about the average wage and how rare it is now to have a job, uh, an industry that supports jobs that are full-time jobs with benefits that, that are, are pretty high. One thing we did is we looked at the kind of average wage. If you were an average wage worker in the industry, you would actually, and, and you were the only source of income in your household, you would actually be able to purchase or afford a mortgage on a median price home in Ventura as of late last year. Now, that <laughs> may have changed, but <laughs> when we looked at this, it's, it's a big, it's a challenge. And I think, you know, again, I think that's just one illustration of, you know, how rare and how uh, important it is uh, that these jobs continue. Well, it's a pleasure to have you on. Our guest today is Brad Williams. He uh, is the chief economist with Capital Matrix Consulting. Uh, just finished this report and infographic. I will have that in the show notes so you can get a copy of both of those documents in the show notes. Also, you can go to the website Ventura Citizens for Energy Independence.com. You can uh, look that up and go there to get the report. Brad, thank you so much for being on the program today. Again, thank you very much for having me. What's in the news? This segment is brought to you by Spanish Hills Country Club. Taste the elegance, golf, athletic, and social memberships. Visit SpanishHillsCC.com or call Cindy, 805-388-5000. Today we have Tim Gallagher, the former editor of the Ventura County Star, as our news correspondent. Tim, thanks for being on the program. What's in the news today? Well, Mike, the one thing that everybody in the city of Ventura has been talking about all week is this tragic stabbing death of a young man named uh, Anthony uh, Mealy for who was stabbed while holding his daughter. He was sitting having dinner with his family at the Aloha Steakhouse, and a suspect is a man who was mentally ill, had been causing a disturbance down there in the promenade, and just came into the restaurant without provocation, stabbed Mr. Mealy, and killed him. It's a tragic situation, but it is something that's been building down there in the promenade area, and uh, last Monday night, uh, a group of several hundred folks 
marched onto the city council meeting and demanded that the city start to do something. Now, the development since then, that police chief Ken Corney, who is a terrific guy and has a great police department, acknowledged that they should have done something sooner. They had reports about this man, the suspect, causing a disturbance there, but they were kind of distracted otherwise with other calls, and they didn't act on this as they should have. It's a black mark on the police department but that you don't usually see. The bigger question is, what you know, what's going to happen downtown? You know, Ventura has spent the last 10 to 15 years trying to revitalize its downtown area. A couple of days after the stabbing of Mr. Mealy, there was another man stabbed. Fortunately, he wasn't as critically injured. Just getting out of his car at about 11 o'clock in the morning in a downtown area. People are not going to go there until the city makes sure that they can feel safe. That's a real, you know, going to be a very tough thing for the city of Ventura to overcome because those tourism and restaurant dollars spent downtown are critical to this city's success. You're right. We'll be watching and definitely very engaged and involved in this process. So it will be something we will uh, be watching to see how that unfolds. And Tim, thank you for your insight. It's always good to chat with you and have you on the program. And that's what's in the news with Tim Gallagher. You can learn more by going to his website, the2020network.com. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Mike. Now it's time for the Nonprofit Spotlight with your host, Michael Anderson, on Big Money in the 805. Nonprofit Spotlight. Each week we highlight a local nonprofit doing good work in our community. Today's Nonprofit Spotlight is brought to you by Family Money Class. If you want to teach your children about uh, money, go to FamilyMoneyClass.com. And today we have Al Perez. He is one of the founders of Marriage Well, a deep resource for your marriage, helping with coaching and doing events and a lot of great stuff. So it's a treat to have him in the program. Al, welcome to the show today. Thank you, Mike. I'm glad to be here. Let's start with this. Tell us about Marriage Well. What is Marriage Well? What's the background of what you guys are doing? We don't have a whole lot of history, but we're only about uh, three years old. Uh, we're a nonprofit organization serving Ventura County and uh, the whole kind of the central coast here. And like I said, we've been around for about three years. We have a coaching center, a marriage coaching center. We work with um, folks everywhere from, you know, they're just dating all the way to they, they're in crisis. Um, at our coaching center, we do workshops, seminars, uh, we do conferences, things to you know bring education to try to help uh, enrich and help couples and marriages. We do a lot of crazy, crazy fun date night events here in the county. We'll talk about those a little bit later. Uh, and then we also have a Facebook group, an online presence that really tries to encourage folks in relationship. We've got about 900 people there that we're on a regular basis trying to encourage folks to just work on their, their relationships and you know improve them. The website's marriagewell.org. Yes, sir. Uh, phone number is 805-444-0314. Tell us about the projects that you do yeah. kind of, and the, the benefit people receive from those. Absolutely. Marriage is tough. I got, it is. <laughs> it's not always easy, but it's something you have to you have to water the grass. That's it's not right. going to be green if you don't water it. So, exactly. You know, tell us about the projects and benefits you receive. Exactly. And, you know, we what, what we try to do is we, we try to provide tools and resources for couples to do that, you know, to water that grass, to work on on those relationships. Our goal is to have the most amount of people coming into the education piece of it, you know, coming and learning about, you know, communication, conflict resolution, finances, you know, things like that. You know, you'd be surprised that, you know, the, the key things that people struggle with in, in a relationship, in a marriage, are communication, sex, and money. So we try to kind of address those Three things amongst topics. others. They are. Yeah. They are. So we try to address those kinds of things um, through our education piece. Uh, the date night events are just to help 
couples connect, have a good time together, build on their relationship. I mean, we, we usually say, you know, dinner and a movie, that's great, but let's get a little more creative. And we do a lot of fun things like that. We do salsa dance date night events where we hire a professional instructor to come in and, you know, do teach uh, salsa dance lessons. We do comedy date night events um, throughout the year. We do a lot of those that have been a hit. What, are, what events are coming up? What sure. do you have coming up soon that you can share with our listeners and maybe get involved with? Yep. Again, the website's marriagewell.org. Tell right. us about a couple events coming up real soon. Sure. We actually are partnering with uh, Family Life, an organ- a national organization, to bring them um, a new movie called Like Arrows. It's uh, done by uh, the Kendrick brothers and they you know they've done a lot of great movies they done it they did a movie called like arrows and we're bringing it to the collection here in Oxnard on May the 1st and May the 3rd only at 7 p.m. we've got tickets at our website Uh, we basically went out and bought the best tickets in the center of the theater and we are doing that's next Tuesday and um, next Thursday May the 1st and May the 3rd and they can get tickets on our website and we'll be you know our website is is always up to date we'll be doing a lot more uh, things throughout the summer and into the fall we do conferences in the fall anyone can go to our website and you know see what we're doing that's great. And uh, marriagewell.org is the website, May 1st and May 3rd. Uh, you can go check out this movie, Like Arrows. That's Get right. more information. Go to the website, marriagewell.org. Al, thank you so much for being on the program today. No problem. Thank you, Mike. We have a nonprofit spotlight. Each week we highlight a local nonprofit. And today we have the Summer Enrichment Academy. Karen Reynosa is on the phone with us, and she's a teacher at Ventura High School. They do some wonderful programs. You can learn more about these at Ventura Education Partnership, uh, their website. Uh, Karen, thank you for being on the program today. Thank you for having me, Mike. First, tell us about the Summer Enrichment Academy. What is it? How did it form? Who benefits? Okay, well, the Summer Enrichment Academy is a program for any K-12 through student uh, in the Ventura County area who might want to take a class to discover something new. Uh, we offer classes in numerous disciplines. They're taught by excited teachers who are kind of teaching their passion. So anyone can apply to teach within Ventura Unified, and then we interview the teachers. And we try to make learning fun and action-oriented in a hands-on and kind of innovative way. And what are some of the classes that you'll be teaching? Give us a quick overview of some of those classes available with the Enrichment Academy. Sure. So um, there are various ages, and on the website it sort of specifies uh, it's the grade that the child is going into, and again, it's K through 12. So for some of the littler kids, we've got musical productions. We've got a class called Chemistry, Fire, and Food. We've got a NASA Space Engineering class, a Coding Academy, a Sports Academy, Photography, Clay, Wood, uh, Legos, Rocketry, all kinds of things, water polo skills, skateboard making. And then for the older kids, we have SAT prep classes and college readiness classes and a Booster Deep GPA class and an SAT Math Academy to kind of get them ready. We also have some um, wind ensembles that are going to be going through and some, a lot of engineering and, and things like that. So we're trying to kind of broaden the horizons of our students and try to go a lot more STEM-oriented and college-ready. Sounds like a great offering, a lot of wonderful classes. How do people sign up and what are the ages? As okay, so, um, so on the website, they'll kind of differentiate between what the, what the levels are. But they go online to the website, it's the VenturaEducationPartnership.org website, 
and they sign everything is done online. So they'll sign up online, they'll pay online. There are different fees depending on how long the classes run. Every class is a one-week class, and we only run for the first three weeks of summer. So um, we sell out very quickly. We just wanted everyone to have an idea. We also offer scholarships for free and reduced lunch students. So um, they can email me uh, at karenreynosa at yahoo.com or they can go to the Ventura High School website and email me and I can look into trying to offer the scholarships to as many people as possible. Thank you so much. And to learn more about the Summer Enrichment Academy, go to VenturaEducationPartnership.org. Karen, thank you so much. And that does it for our show today. Thanks for tuning in to Big Money in the 805. Special thanks to the team at Boyd & Associates providing home security to Southern California. Also, Greg Mock and the team from GEICO Local Office. If you have questions about the show or questions about your financial matters, you can always contact me at Marinantha.com. That's M-A-R-A-N-A-N-T-H-A.com. Or give me a call. 805-665-3767. Thanks for listening. Have a great week and join us again next time. Hi, this is Michael Anderson, Certified Financial Planner. I've dedicated the past 12 years to researching different investment ideas. There are no guarantees when investing, but with a little help, you can find the right approach. I have built AllocationLink.com specifically for you. AllocationLink.com is investment management made simple, smart, and low cost. AllocationLeak.com can have your account set up in less than 10 minutes. Please visit AllocationLeak.com to learn more. Or you can leave me a message at 805-665-3767. Do you ever question if your investments are right for you? Do you own any annuities, retirement accounts, or have other money you want help with? Have you ever wondered what your advisor is making or how they get paid? Get a free second opinion. Talk with Michael Anderson, Certified Financial Planner. Call his answering service today, 805-665-3767. Leave a message and get a call back immediately, 805-665-3767. And now it's time for Inside the 805. Listen to learn more about what's happening in Ventura.